0: Welcome to our unconventional book club. In the last episode, we confirmed the discussion of the fastly growing novel, The Fourth Wing, by Rebecca Yaros. How mm-hmm. do you pronounce her last name? Yaros?
1: Yaros, I think.
0: Yaros. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> so let's go ahead and hop on with a brief summary of the first Emprian series.
1: Emperian. A lesson. <laughs> I had to don't look that up so that. much. I
0: get it. <laughs> All right. I should give her some,
2: huh? Oh, no. what do you mean? me?
1: I figured you could read the the summary if
2: oh, you oh, wanted. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry, guys. Twenty year old Violet Torringle was. <laughs> right, so, oh, is that her name? Soren Gale. Okay, I, I hope that's how y'all are reading. Was well, supposed to enter the the scribe squadron, living a quiet life among books and history. Now the commanding general, also known as her tough as talons mother, has ordered Violet to join the hundreds of candidates striving to become the elite of Navarre. Navarre? Sure. Dragon riders. But when you're smaller than everyone else and your body is brittle, death is only the heartbeat away. Because dragons don't bond to fragile humans, they incinerate them. With fewer dragons willing to bond than cadets, most would kill Violet to better their own chances of success. The rest would kill her just for being her mother's daughter, like Zaden R- 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 Ryerson. Sure. That Ryerson. That <laughs> Ryerson. The most powerful and ruthless wingleader in the writer's squadron. She'll never, or she'll need. Every edge her wits can give her just to see the next sunrise. Yet with every day that passes, the war outside grows more deadly. The kingdom's protective wars are fading, and the death toll continues to rise. Uh, Even worse, Violet begins to suspect. I can't see that top part.
1: Suspect leadership. Go to the next screenshot.
2: (laughs) No, no, I can't. Whenever I click over, even, and then my screen is in the way, I guess. But I can read the next sentence leadership is hiding a terrible
0: secret sure. friends, enemies, lovers everyone at Basgas.
1: so Baz-Guff? Rebecca Rebecca Yaros was on an interview and said I was like Basgayeth
2: Basgayeth I like that better why are you talking hard words to read I don't understand this yes
0: <laughs> war yeah. call it turns an agenda because once you enter there are only two ways out graduate or die
2: It's deb- hey, huh?
0: So I think this is like a perfect opportunity to add in spoiler alert for probably the rest of the podcast. Definitely. So if you haven't read it, read it.
1: It's gonna be a spoiler alert for Cindy since she didn't read it.
2: Ah, uh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I'd rather hear about it. It's okay.
0: I'm not gonna lie. took me like four times to get through this book the first one
2: I can see that what do you mean it just felt
0: very like YA in the beginning and I being 32 so this is this is like an issue I have with YA books so nothing against Rebecca in this book but I have an issue as I get older. I notice I don't want to read about an 18, 19, or even a 20 year old banging. Like, give me a strong ass 30 year old woman. (laughs) Like, that's, I, so nothing against Rebecca, but I, I feel like once I kind of changed my line of thinking and got into the book, it was really, really good. I actually love the pacing of the love story in this book.
1: Yeah, it wasn't in your face. Like, out, no. the, out from the start, like, enemies to lovers situation. Because obviously it's an enemies to lovers.
0: For her, um, the main character, I would say that it's enemies to lovers for her. But it, I feel like he loved her from the beginning.
1: Well, spoiler alert for Iron yeah. Flame, apparently he did.
2: The <laughs> fading guy? No. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, so...
0: For Cindy and everyone else listening who has not read the book. So Zayden, in the beginning of it, um, he made it seem like he wanted to kill her and he wanted to be the one to kill her. And he would always give her shit. Always give her gruff over everything. But he would always be the one there to save her. And it's like the moment she decided that they could have sex, it was done. It was over. He like, He was like, yeah, let's go. It was actually a very good scene. I just want to point that out.
1: It really was.
0: It was great.
1: It was very um, electric, if you will.
0: Very. We need to, (laughs) like, screenshot it. We got to screenshot it and send it to Cindy so she could just read that.
2: Yeah. Just that whole. I don't know. They're talking about dragons and 18-year-olds. No. I'm sorry. Oh, technically she was 21.
1: So uh when they go into the quadrants, uh, regardless of if it's the scribe, the medic, the the writer's quadrant, it's they it's twenty their their twentieth year. So okay. it's every quadrant will have like your new cadets at the age of twenty.
2: Ah. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't like dragons. <laughs> That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. Give me a wolf book. Those are good.
0: Oh, what a wolf book oh yeah a wolf book is um yeah
1: yeah it's a good those are
0: it's good like, make <laughs> whenever you have like the alpha that's just ugh, he takes yeah. over you know you should read a book called chocolate if that's what you I think it's what is it chocolate it's, it's
2: kind of oh, I'm it. trying to think of the
0: name of it it's an older wolf book but it is so good what was it blood like chocolate or I'm gonna google it I'll tell you mmm <laughs> It's a very old book. They made a movie out of it, and do not watch the movie. It is horrible.
1: I think I've seen the movie. Oh,
0: it's so bad. Yeah! (laughs) Blood and Chocolate.
2: Blood and Chocolate?
0: Yes, it is so good. It is, like I said, it's a very old book. I read this book when I was what? 15? 16? In the school library, and I should not have been because, you know, it was very explicit with
2: some sex. Oh, the school library? Yeah, the school library, girl. Yes. <laughs> that's that's a little bad.
0: But, to bring it back all the way down to, back to uh, fourth wing, since Cindy didn't read it, I guess this question would be for you, Kate. How did it make you feel? What What was your feelings throughout reading it?
1: I think overall, so the feeling that I got uh, for the most part was um, it was very like Aragon meets Divergent. If we're going like a, a YA feel. With a little awesome. bit of Hunger Games, but you get more of that Hunger Games feel when you get into Iron Flame and, like, the end of Fourth Wing. Um, but, I mean, overall, there was a lot of a lot of good parts that I really enjoyed. Um, like the, uh, oh god, what was it called, where they had to run that obstacle course. I found oh, that
0: uh, interesting. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I think that's middle of the book, right?
1: Uh, about twenty-five to fifty percent through the book. Yeah.
2: Um.
1: Now the war games. When it started to get into the war games, I really enjoyed that. Uh, especially when they started both the Mart and the um the regular cadets were doing the uh, scavenger hunt essentially. Uh, and they went into General Sorengale's um, office to get the map and everything that was that was pretty cool um I of course bawled over liam at the end that was that was harsh very but I mean
0: someone had to
1: die somebody did have to die but it didn't have to be liam
0: uh, yeah I think even this is something Cindy could comment on too I feel like for any character development you got to kill someone close to that person yes. Yes, you do. It's very Disney of them, actually. I feel like every Disney cartoon I watch, someone close to you dies. Yeah. Ugh. It was a good book. It made me feel old, believe it or not. Like like I said, this is the issue that I'm having. Um, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read, Um, what is it, A Court of... Um, a quarter of, roses
1: and a quarter of thorns and roses
0: there we go it was one of those things of where books that are like this like they start off Y a because let's be real like the first book in that was Y a this first book was Y a it's really hard for me to get through it like I said being older because I'm in a different stage of life so reading fourth wing it took me four times because i just every time i was like oh my gosh this is so cheesy oh my gosh this but like once you get to the end of the book it made me be like oh i gotta read the second one now because it just
1: i don't know though
0: yeah like i don't know what this author did that was so much better than the author in my opinion of again i do not like Sounds very controversial, and I would love to talk about this book series on our podcast at some time. Um, the Court,
1: of, Court of Thorns and Roses.
0: Yes. Um, this author, what she did different, in my opinion, is that her characters are more believable. They are towards the end of the book. You kind of you can feel more for these characters. You can see a little bit through their eyes. You know. Again, spoiler alert for anyone who hasn't read the other series but that author just kept up with her tropes she just kept up it was like trope after trope after trope and then you know a character assassination of Tamlin um and I hate when you have to kill the character character um their personality so you can introduce another love interest I I cannot stand that so I love that Rebecca didn't do that and she just she kept true throughout the whole book of what original goal of the book was and her characters felt aged by the end of the book like violet goes in i feel like kind of understanding a little bit how this was going to work but by the end of it she was she felt it and spoiler alert for iron flame um i feel like violet had the best character development and i it started to veer really away from a ya book in my opinion
1: see and that i i Going back to your, uh, it felt very YA in the beginning, I do agree with you that it was very, uh, young adult-esque, but I think that's more so not necessarily to feel like a YA book, but because Violet was in that YA moment, she's coming into this, she's expecting to go into the scribe, for all intents and purposes, she was basically a spoiled child in comparison to, like, Mira and Brennan, which is her brother, um, because her dad was a was a scribe. She was babied. She was the baby of the family, so she had this mindset of that child. Because even tw- at 20 years old, you're a child. You're not, unless you've been through stuff, you're not um, going to have more adult thoughts because you're still stuck in that end of the teen years situation. And by the end of fourth wing uh you could see her actually growing up so that ya wasn't the books writing as much as it was violet's point of view
0: okay that's a that's a really good point of view of it i you know in social work we say trauma ages you and boy did violet experience her fair share her first year of trauma Mm -hmm. and i mean the second book iron flame by the end of it again spoiler alert Oh, I feel like she should be feeling like she's at least forty by now <laughs> you with know, that trauma yeah. with with the second book, um especially that ending. Yeah. Now, listening to how we describe the book, do you think that you would go back and read it, Cindy?
2: No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? That is completely fair. There are quite a few books that I have heard the storyline to that i'm just like i don't want to read them like city of bones um is one of them it's like i like i remember when they came out and i didn't really want to read them then um it's just there's like a whole bunch of books that i didn't want to go and read and i keep getting told well you should read them and it's like well i don't wanna
0: <laughs> but See, that was me with the uh the court of thorns and roses like Everyone was like, it's very smut. You should read it. Like, it's so good. And I read it, and I was like, I fucking hate the main character. Like, Mm -hmm. this was a (laughs) trap. So I'm like, go with your first instinct. If you don't want to read a book, don't read a book. But I do think that we are decided next podcast we're going to talk about the Ritual series,
2: right? I think so. Yes. Wait, the series or just that one book?
1: I think just the book because we I'm can do
2: just the book. Okay.
1: I've never read oh. The Ritual, so I'm gonna have to read that this uh, this week before I uh, go to Oklahoma.
0: Yes, we could do that. Um, I can't wait to reread it. It was I read it the first time, and it was it's really long, but it's really good. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, I remember when Cindy brought it up, I was like, "Mm, I don't know if that's a book for me. And then I was like, I'm going to quietly read it and just see what I think. Oh, my gosh. (laughs)
1: Um, Really quickly on our discussion back with – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Cindy.
2: No, I was finished. Go.
1: Um, Going back to our discussion with Fourth Wing, um, do – Based oh. off of what you heard, Cindy, and what you know, Joe, um, do we have any possible theories? So, let, before we get into that, let me kind of explain a little bit, again, spoiler alert. I know we keep saying this, we, ha- we have a disclaimer at the beginning, but uh, with the spoiler alert there, uh, there is a big thing with um, the Navarre, like, country of Navarre, uh, where there, the government is keeping this secret. So basically, they are you have your dragon riders and your griffin flyers. And they are basically in a constant war with one, one another. Um, and Nevere is continuously um, surrounded by a force field of sorts um, out of magic. And so the griffin riders have no power past their uh, past those wards. But um, they're still trying to keep it keep it safe because of the dragon hatching grounds. So one of their um, one of the big plot points is that uh, Violet's dad had given her this book, uh, basically um, legends, folklore, things like that about uh, things that were uh, that were a Across the the world at that point, uh, before the founding of Navarre, and which was like six hundred years prior to where they're at in the storyline, and one of the biggest uh, plot points about it was like in that book there was a legend about these creatures that are similar to dragons called wyvern, and um, these uh, the people who rode the house they have dragon riders in the uh they have Venin, which are basically uh, power suckers. So they like they suck the the magic and the power out of everything around them. So it's not a give and take situation like with the dragon riders where magic kind of flows between the dragon and the rider. And uh, one of the big plot points is that with the Wyvern and the Venin, um it's in no known history of navarre it's like not mentioned anywhere nobody uh their person in the uh squ- scribe quadrant doesn't know anything what violet's saying things like that and when they get into the war games towards the end of the book when they're going to their big their big battle at the end where they take the marked which are the children of the rebellion uh in navarre um they the marked are basically all sent one area and because violet's dragon um Tern and uh zayden's dragon sagal uh sagale i think it is they uh they're a mated pair so violet and zayden are linked so um when they go off to the war games with all the marked ones Violet goes with them because they um mated Paris can't be away from each other for too long and they get into this big battle outside of the boundaries and the wards of Never and uh a whole big thing happens and that's where Liam dies things like that and they um uh, it's just it's a whole big big thing there um one of, one of the biggest things leading into, like, Iron Flame is talking more about that, why Never is keeping everything a secret, uh, everything like that, and how people are essentially going to start turning into Venom. and I don't know if we want to talk about, like, possible theories based off of the content that we have from, uh, from Fourth Wing and Iron Flame, or if we just kind of want to see how Rebecca goes with the uh, Empyrean series.
0: Oh. I mean, I told you my theory
2: mm-hmm.
0: with Violet that I, I really believe that um, her end game, like, weirdly enough, I think is going to be Liam. Like, I think one of her abilities, possibly, is to bring someone back from death. And or Liam isn't truly... I don't know it's a weird theory it's out there it's
1: like- oh, and we should also inform Cindy that uh, Violet did a rare thing and bonded to not one but two dragons yes so each dragon uh, supplies a signet to their rider and um, most of the time when a rider has two signets it means that the dragon that they bonded was originally bonded to another family member like a direct descendant line so uh but violet has a signet of lightning and storm like basically electrical storms uh but she also has another signet which hasn't uh fully arose because of um the other dragon being and and darna is her name uh, being a feathered tail, which we learn is not a dragon species, but the dragon hatchling.
0: Yes, yeah, so she'll get. I think that's just going to be one of her, one of her sticks, because I truly believe that like Liam is going to be an end game for her, or they could totally go Vampire Academy and just have her save her love. I
1: feel like she's going
0: to. I
1: feel like she's going to continue with. Zayden as, a lo- as the main love interest, because especially after the throne scene in Iron Flame. Ah. Uh,
2: um, uh-huh.
1: But there's and a lot of mystery, mystery behind
2: it. What? She has two possibilities of a love affair?
1: So, no, actually. Rebecca Yaros <laughs> came out in an interview recently when she was on her book tour, stating that there is this scene in um, Iron Flame. <laughs> And uh, this, I'm gonna say now. This is not, this part is not safe for work. I know some of our stuff is already not safe for work, but this particular stuff is not safe for work. Um, in Iron Flame, there is a part of the story where Violet is feeling jealous of one of Zayden's exes, who happens to be a Griffin flyer. So other like other team situation and she's getting jealous and Zayden and Violet can feel each other's emotions. So they um Zayden's finally tired of feeling her jealousy, all of this other stuff, and he basically drags her into this throne room because they are no longer in Iron Flame, they are no longer in Navarre. They're in I forget the name of the kingdom is off the top of my head, but they're in that area and uh he takes her to the throne room, throws her onto the chair, onto the throne. And eats her out, <laughs> and then afterwards, she is. He looks at her and goes, "There is no question on who I am. Like there is no love triangle triangle situation going on." So,
0: oh, what he says to her is like, "Oh, sir." Hmm.
1: <laughs> I got. A, I got it. a picture to send you later. <laughs>
2: <can> get it. <laughs>
1: Somebody drew a somebody drew a fan art of that scene.
0: I gotta see this picture now.
1: Oh, let me see if I can find it. Not
0: safe for viewers. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, that's essentially um, that's assen- There is no love triangle triangle interest thing going on. Liam was essentially like a really good friend. Dayton uh, uh. had um, kind of posted him because he uh, Liam is a marked one, so. Um, he basically entr- uh, enlists Liam to be Violet's bodyguard after she was attacked, because in the writer's quadrant, it's a dog-eat-dog world. So, it, uh, they're going to try to kill you, or something like that, so you don't make it towards uh, graduation, things like that. So.
0: Yes. And I'll tell you, like, listen, um... That sounds so bad to say, but it was definitely, like, that scene she described to you, Cindy, is, like, it was a good scene. We're going to have to, like, screenshot it and send to you, because that's, like, wake your husband up after you read it scene. Yes. You get
1: And You're my like, husband hey. wasn't here.
2: <laughs> 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 this episode's
0: going to have to be explicit now. I love it. We're going to have to put the... hmm. Oh, I love a good scene. It was so much better than Chapter 16 of Haunting Adeline, for sure.
1: <laughs> Haunting Adeline is too much.
0: <laughs> that face! <piece laughs> Haunting Adeline was something. I always refer back to Chapter 16 whenever I talk about weird... Uh, chapter 16 weird? is
1: weird and that but the the sex like the sexy scene that gets me every time is the fun house mirrors at satan's affair
0: uh, did you get to that point cindy what in, in haunting adeline
2: what point where
0: well, there well, was a... it the
2: funhouse fun house mirrors no yeah. <laughs> no there's certain things or certain books that i end up stopping i'm just that's fair. At least you read chapter 16. That's it.
1: Yeah, that was that was weird.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, my husband's always like, he had his finger on the trigger. He was like, you don't put your booger hook on the trigger. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Not the booger hook.
0: A hundred percent, though, back the ending of us talking about fourth wing is he definitely, I feel like, can get it. Like, hmm Yeah, oh for sure.
1: Um, Zayden, like he overall, I think he's a good character. He's toxic, but not in the not in the haunting Adeline. uh, Adeline, um, Probably the ritual, or uh, what's his face from that sick love uh, arrow from that sick love. He's not that toxic, but he's got his own toxicity.
2: You guys have already read that sick love, right? The both of you. I've read
1: it. Cindy didn't finish it.
2: I didn't, but I read the beginning of it.
1: That's why. Oh,
2: why didn't you finish it? <laughs> because I had the book for too long, and I was like, okay, no, God, no I
1: going back. <laughs> it's not a library subscription. It's like, as it long is, as it, I it get it I back.
2: Inspire.
1: Well, you know what? It's on Kindle Unlimited, so you can read it on Kindle Unlimited.
2: Now, is it really?
1: yeah, it's on Kindle Unlimited, I, I believe. Um, if not, I'll I'll send you the PDF. I think I have it. Um but anyway, on the can he get it moment, so we've got a couple of characters who could possibly get it. I'm not going to lie. Liam, you. Liam,
2: previous to
1: die. 100% Liam could get it. Liam is baby. Liam yeah. is baby. Um, He's like one of those guys you
0: know that would be loyal to you.
1: And you know he could get the job done. Hell Yeah. He's got that, that eye for detail. <laughs> um, Dane Ados is a Gale Hawthorne. And if you know what I mean, you know what I mean. Ugh. Uh, so Dane could not get it, in
2: my opinion. No.
0: So, so Dane Cindy was, he's awful. Like, he's like that overprotective guy who, like, smothers you and yeah. treats you like you're weak and that you're not smart enough or capable enough and he has to come in and be the man that fixes it up for you.
1: And you've read The Hunger Games or watched the movies, right? No. Oh, my God. Cindy, we gotta we got to educate you on this. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> There's a character in The Hunger Games named Gail Hawthorne. He is Katniss oh. Everdeen's best friend. Yes. Um, he is Gail. He basically gaslights her into a whole lot of things. And then basically when he gets jealous that her and PETA, which is the love interest, but also the partner in the hunger games that they, they have to kill each other kind of situation. Uh, he gets jealous that they ended up getting together, even if at the time it was fake. So he gaslights her into kissing her or kissing him. And then president snow sees it, which is like the big bad guy in the series. And uh, that starts a whole lot of thing. And towards the end of the book, when they're in the middle of their rebellion, he drops off this bomb at this medical center that they're trying to save people at. And inside is Katniss's little sister, the one she volunteered as tribute, so she, so Prim did not have to get into the Hunger Games.
0: And yeah, Prim dies. So, oh my gosh, Del, ha, uh, Del. <laughs> Del. I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, Dane is 100% Gale. Like, Dane. Maybe I'm just matching their names together. That's what we'll call him. He's just
1: Dale. Dane Ados's, uh signet is uh, the ability to view memories if he is touching their temple or their face in general and violet doesn't realize what that is and then she kind of learns what it is but she doesn't realize that he's doing it to her and his father is um a major i think in the Navarre army or Navarre uh-huh. military and um basically they're trying to keep track of the marked ones um to make sure that nothing's going on with like any type of rebellion or whatever And he uh, basically reads Violet's memories. And that's why the marked ones are sent to uh, that outpost outside of the Nevarian wards. And uh, that all happens because Dane was basically like, okay, he tells his he tattles to his dad, hey, this is what's going on. And then Dane's trying to get her to come onto his team for this war games thing. And she's just like, no, I gotta go with Zayden. And he's just like, well, it's nice knowing you. And I'm just. He's, a...
0: he's gross.
1: He is. But Dane could not get it. Um, Riddick, I think, could get it because he's got that sarcastic humor. Wait, oh, and no,
2: then she ends up with Zayn.
1: No, Zayden. up
2: with can't get it? What? You said she ends up with Zayn? Zayden. Oh, Xander. What? Zayden. Oh, whatever. I made up my own name. <laughs> she looks like, I didn't read the book. <laughs> sure did
1: not. Uh, Zayden could get it. Riddick could get it. Liam could get it. am trying to think. Uh, Sawyer,
0: I think. Oh, that is some fan art. Sorry, I just
1: looked. <laughs> <laughs> I told you.
0: That's some fan art. Um, yeah.
1: NSFW. Uh,
0: oh my gosh, we're going to have to put so many ratings on this.
2: We can a book. Did you just see it too? I did. I told you there was that
1: whole scene where Zayden is eating her out on the chair. On the throne.
0: I want you to like take this part of this clip and we could just put it on our TikTok. (laughs) Uh, But to end this week's podcast, we have a list that can get it. And definitely Dane... Cannot. Nobody likes Dane.
1: Nobody likes Dane. Dane can go and die. Even though renamed him even though Rebecca tries to give him a redemption arc and iron flame, he still cannot get it. Zayden will forever be able to get it, especially when he's able to eat her out on his fucking throne. (laughs) <laughs> I swear to God, I don't know why that part is sticking in my brain. And he had to have the shadows, like, wrap around her so the lightning didn't strike. And it was... It
0: was a good scene.
1: It was a good scene.
0: Wait. <laughs> Wake your husband up, worthy. Really. Or girlfriend. Or whatever.
1: <laughs> Wake your partner up, because it's, <laughs> it's sexy <laughs> time.
0: <laughs> We're awful. This is awful. <laughs>
1: This is not safe for work.
0: So, to summarize, our next podcast we will be talking about the ritual. Yes, and we'll talk about it after that. What book we're going to read next? If anyone listening has suggestions, we would love suggestions for books always.
1: And you can tell us on our Instagram at the last podcast. Uh, there's it's the dot last dot chapter dot podcast. And that's the same for our TikTok. Um, you can find us on there and give us suggestions on there, and we'll be more than happy to take a look. Um, if we get enough suggestions, we can talk about honorable mentions or polls later on of what we should read next or talk about next because there's a lot of books out there, whether it's the dark romance or it's regular romance or anything like that.
2: Oh, or the turkey stuff?
1: Yes. It could even be a psychological... (laughs)